You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. Uh, jumping into Second Kings 6, what's happening here, the prophet Elijah has been taken up to heaven in a cloud. And he's given a double portion of his blessing to the prophet Elisha. And Elisha now is the voice of God, the man of God, the prophet of God in Israel. And so here we pick up the story in verse 9, 2 Kings 6. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officer, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. Now the man of God, that's Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God and time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. Are you, are you with the story so far? The king of Aram is attacking the king of Israel, but every time he gets a plan and sets, sets, an, sets up an ambush, somehow the king of Israel gets tipped off and stays away from that place. And so the king of Aram is not too happy about it. Verse 11, this enraged the king of Aram and he summoned his officers, demanded of them, will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel. In other words, somebody in the cabinet is leaking the information. And we couldn't relate to that in this day and age, but apparently there was a leaker at the top level of the king of Aram's government. But someone answers him and says, verse 12, none of us, my lord, the king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Now, this is something that we've all been thinking about. You got Alexa in the house and you're kind of wondering, right? Somebody's, anybody, like maybe somebody's listening, I don't know. They say they can hack into your phone and turn the speaker on or into your computer. And so something like that is happening with Elisha. He's getting information, intel, if you will, knowledge from God about the conversations of the king of Aram. So he goes to the king of Israel and says, hey, here's their plans and we react accordingly. So once the king of Aram is told this, the next sentence makes no sense to me. He hears my very words in my bedroom. And so now this is going to be my plan. Verse 13, go and find where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. Anybody with me so far? Are you just like zoned out? Think about it over lunch. Talk among your friends. If he hears you in your bedroom, bro, you're not going to capture him. So the report came back, he is in Dothan. Not Dothan, Alabama, by the way, just clarifying if you just got to church today. The story here is about the ancient world. The Arameans were in what is present day Syria and they're attacking the Northern region of the people of God in the kingdom of Israel. And so they find out that Elisha is in Dothan. So he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and they surrounded 
the city. Now, can we just stop for a moment and bring this up to speed into our personal lives? This series is being brought to you, I believe, at this time, in this moment, by God, because somebody in this moment feels like you've been surrounded in your life. Somebody, some circumstances showed up in the night and surrounded you in your life. Maybe it's a situation at work that started out with you and a coworker. Now it's escalated to you and three or four people at work. You feel like everybody's against you. The management's against you. Your coworker, the people in the field office are against you. The board is against you. Now it seems like every time you show up at work, it's like you against the world. Or maybe it's in a family situation where somebody in your family, who knows why and for what reason, seems like something's got a hold of them, but they're twisting every one of your words. They're doubting all of your motives. They're sowing discord everywhere they can. They're trying to turn people against you at every opportunity they get. And you can't go anywhere without people saying, well, I heard this and I heard that. It's like fake news. You know, fake news used to be all the news you got checking out at the grocery store. Does anybody remember old school fake news? So you're at the grocery store and uh, one of your favorite TV celebrities is having a Martian baby. And you're like, okay, you know, and I'll buy it. I don't believe it, but I'll read it anyway. Somebody's buying it. I don't know who it is. <laughs> they passed a law. It was so crazy that they made them put a translucent plastic cover over the crazy fake news. That's how dumb it was like, no, we don't want to distract people on the way home from work with the fact that there's some crazy fake news. But now fake news is complicated, right? Because it's right in your newsfeed. So you're reading the New York Times, but then there's a little box over here that, that tells you that so-and-so on TV is having a Martian baby, but it looks like it came from a news organization. And you're like, what? Oh, oh, I click. And before you know it, there's like a long article with sources and quotes and all this information. And this is the dilemma of our life right now. Fake news is a really big problem. A lot of people are building their entire arguments of thinking on stuff that isn't even real. But we don't care about that when it's in, uh, in the upper levels of culture. What we care about is when it gets down into our personal world. Fake news is a real big problem when the fake news is what the people at work are saying about you, when the people in your family are saying about you, when the lady in the neighborhood is now telling everybody about you and you know, whoa, hello, this is not the story, but it's just traveling as fast as it can. The only news that travels better, worse, and I mean, faster than bad news is fake news. It just travels really quickly and all of a sudden everybody knows and you're like, no, it's not the case. I don't know if there's anybody in either one of these gatherings today that feels like life has sort of closed in on you and surrounded you. Like the king of Aram showed up overnight and you were just cruising along, trying to be faithful, doing your thing, raising your family, going to work, being who God called you to be. And all of a sudden it was like horses and chariots came in the middle of the night and surrounded me. This message... And I can say this with a, you know, all the confidence in the world is for you. All of us are going to need this message in a future moment. But somebody needs this message today. And here it comes in the story right now. So they went there to Dothan with a strong force and they went by night and surrounded the city. This is the way it works in life. People that are trying to undermine you they work at night. They don't show up in the middle of the day and 
call a meeting and stand up in front of everybody and speak their case. They work around the fringes. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They work around the edges. They lurk in the corners. They have little conversations with people offline. They build up their case over time and they're working from the back and from the sides to try to undermine who you are and what you're about. You could have spent your entire lifetime building a certain reputation and being a certain person, but all of a sudden something went wrong with somebody and now there's all this conversation happening and they come in a night and they surround you. And so then look what happens in verse 15. So when the servant of Elisha got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And he said, oh my Lord, what shall we do? So he reports immediately to Elisha, man, while we were sleeping last night, the armies of Aram have showed up and they have surrounded the city. What are we going to do? And then Elisha responded, here comes the defiant faith. If you're looking for it in the text, don't be afraid. So I'm gonna ask you today, when you get surrounded, When the enemies close in on you, when people make war against you, why shouldn't you be afraid? And then now, Elisha is gonna help us see the answer. He says to the servant, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So maybe it is all the people at the office or all the people in the neighborhood or all the people in your family, your, your two closest friends that somehow have gotten sideways or maybe it is your business partner or the mediator or maybe you are in court right now and some fake news has been trumped up against you. He said, here's the news. Are you ready for this? Those who are with us are greater than those who are with them. Now the servant I'm sure was confused by this because he's like, okay, it's like me and you. So that's easy, but I'm looking all around and there's a lot of them, like me and you and a lot of them. So how do we add up that, that me and you are greater than all of them? And then here comes the prayer. Are you ready for it? Elisha says, open the eyes of my servant. Wow, what a prayer. This is the prayer that God is praying for you today and for me. Open his eyes. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.